It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Monday the 17th of January 2022. This is for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. Very weak government bond market again to end last week. Uh, we saw 10-year US Treasuries back up towards that 1.8 level. It's pretty much the high um, that we've seen in this cycle so far. Um, now at 1.78, 10-year gilts at 1.15. They're up five basis points on Friday. German 10-year bund still not quite getting back towards positive territory, but they're at minus 0.3 basis points, up two basis points on Friday. So uh, not a million miles away there either. And it means that compared to the end of 2020, a year and a bit ago, there were $18.4 trillion worth of negative yielding bonds uh, around the world. Now that's less than $10 trillion worth of negative yielding debt. So a huge uh, generalised move in government bond yields higher from where we were um, just a year or so ago. Um, That sell-off in government bonds had a knock-on effect into financial conditions elsewhere. They're still exceptionally low. Goldman Sachs put out a piece this morning talking about how exceptionally low financial conditions are in the United States and that um, something needs to be done about that in terms of higher rates. But nevertheless, uh, if you look at other kind of things that impact the economy, US mortgage rates are significantly higher than they were um, back at the end of 2020. Um, when they were 2.65%, 30-year mortgages, remember they have long-dated mortgages there in the States, generally fixed rate. Today, up from that 2.65%, they're at 3.45%. So a significant increase in uh, the cost of borrowing if you're looking to buy a new house in the United States at the moment. So not just paying in government bonds, but also as a result of that in corporate bonds. So spreads haven't moved very significantly year to date. There has been a little bit of weakness, to be honest. And at times that's really come through in the high yield market rather than the IG market, which is, you know, a couple of basis points here or there wider. But nevertheless, because they're so heavily linked to government bonds, they're effectively priced off the government bond. This makes it the worst start for investment grade bonds ever. You know, we've seen a a lengthening of duration in um, credit markets. So companies have been borrowing longer sensibly because they want to lock in very low levels of borrowing costs for a long time. Um, But it does mean that the bond price for investors is a lot more sensitive um, to those moves. So, you know, we have seen, let me get the numbers out. No, I'm not going to be able to find them now, am I? Maybe I am. Here we go. So total return minus 1.6% after the first full week of trading for investment grade dollar bonds already exceeding the full year loss last year by 60 basis points. These are all JP Morgan numbers from a note they put out on Friday. To put this in context, quote, this move has imposed mark-to-market losses of $135 billion on investors year to date, which is equivalent to 1.7 times more than all of last year's mutual fund flows and ETF estimated inflows into the asset class as a whole. So significant damage that's wiped out all of the impact of inflows that we saw into markets uh, last year, effectively. So significant uh, start to the year. Now, what's been causing the sell-off? It's it's pretty obvious, really. I'm looking at a New York Post um, front page here. 
Um, this is from last week, the late city final. It's a picture of Uncle Sam in his full uniform holding a sign saying help with a giant rock on it and a 7% thing there. The headline is crushed. Bidenflation hammers Americans with worst price rise since 1982. And speaking of huge disasters, owner says giants have hit rock bottom. So I think that's about American football. Nevertheless, um, inflation, that 7% handle on December US CPI is the, the big headline news within that basket. Of course, it's being driven by uh, used car prices. And remember, people generally don't buy a used car. So um, as Paul Dolovan of, of UBS says, he's become uh, a used car forecaster um, as his job as an economist, but it's um, not really something that many Americans buy on a regular basis, but given the massive, massive rise in used car prices, having uh, about half of the impact on that headline inflation number had been coming from the rise in used car prices. So incredibly important driver. Other things going up though too. So groceries are up 6.5% year, year on year compared to an average of 1.5% over the last 10 years. So that will be painful for Americans. Then we know there's been a big lag on the impact of housing and rents. That's starting to come through. So they're at 4.1%. Owners equivalent rent and shelter, significant portions of the inflation number. Health insurance costs are rising dramatically. And then we are starting to see perhaps some signs that higher wages, i.e. Um, c- coming through as a result of higher minimum wages and tightness in the labour market uh, with the unemployment rate down uh, below 4%, maybe some sign that service sector inflation is being impacted by that too. So restaurant prices are up personal care prices are up. So there is a a kind of theory out there that the first wave of US inflation was about goods prices thanks to service, thanks to kind of supply disruption things, chips and uh, shipping delays and all of that sort of thing. But the next round, if there is a next round, will be about the second round impact on services as a result of higher wages for low uh, paid workers. So that's all going on. 7% headline inflation number, uh, the the worst number since 1982 and putting some pressure, as you saw from that uh, New York Post um, headline there, front page, putting some pressure on Joe Biden. What else is going on? Well, um, some talk of you know, about how long Boris Johnson will survive as Prime Minister of the UK and whether that has any implications on Brexit and therefore on the pound. The pound's been relatively strong starting the year so far. Um, what would Boris Johnson being forced out of office mean for sterling and UK assets? Would it be seen as perhaps Liz Truss coming in and becoming our new Prime Minister and she was a member not a Brexiteer at all. She campaigned to remain. Um, She is in charge of Brexit negotiations at the moment, but what would it mean to have someone who was less Brexity in charge? Having said that, you know, the the price of her becoming next Prime Minister would probably be explicitly spelled out to her that it would mean uh, she, she wouldn't be able to do that without the support of the Brexit wing of the Conservative Party. But perhaps some thoughts about whether uh, a change in leadership would have a more constructive or indeed perhaps a more destructive impact on uh, the UK's relationship with Europe and what that might mean for the pound in terms of our ability to trade and so forth, which has obviously been somewhat constrained um, since Brexit came in um, a year ago. And the final thing to mention today 
is that China has cut interest rates for the first time since April 2020. Remember, that was in the first wave of, of COVID. They cut uh, 10 basis points um, as a result of weak growth. Um, and particularly two things, I think. One, we are seeing outbreaks of Omicron throughout China now. Uh, they have been targeting a zero COVID policy. They are heavily vaccinated in, in many of the urban areas, but they're vaccinated with Sinovac, which is uh, a vaccine that's known to be pretty ineffective against Omicron. We also know from the West that generally Omicron appears to be much, much milder. So the impact on the Chinese economy won't be is likely not to be anything like as severe as, as if this was Delta ripping through uh, the country. But that's something the Chinese will be worried about. The other thing they're worried about, obviously, is the ongoing story around property. Some Bloomberg data out today showing that um, new property construction was down 11.4% last year, investment in property down 14% last year. And some people estimate that property and property-related services are about 20% of Chinese GDP. So um, this is uh, particularly bad news. There are more big, big falls in Chinese property bond prices over the end of last week. And there's a lot of refinancing of that debt, property company debt, to be done in 22. Estimates are about $100 billion worth of that debt to refinance this year. The same the year after. And the year after that is not much uh, lower again. So that those will be the things that will be worrying China. And um, it may well meet, meet, sorry, miss its growth forecasts, um, at least in the short term, during 2022. Finally, finally, a story in the Financial Times this morning, economic forecasters at NIESR, which is one of the kind of um, research institutes that uh, do economic research, they're on strike because of the impact of higher inflation for the first time in their history, and they didn't see that one coming. Anyway, right, see you all, speak to you in another week, bye.